for the equaliser, and it's a beautifully sculpted score for is won by Armand Carline O'Hanlon, the right person in the right team. Only for point number 10. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. We're looking back at all the club action over the weekend, and there was loads of games and teams um, all playing at the weekend. As usual, this podcast is brought to you in association with McKeever's Teamware, proud suppliers of all Armagh GA merchandise. I'm delighted to be joined once again by Tommy Coleman, and we're going to look back at all the action from the weekend. And there's only one place to start, and it was the, the big game live on Armagh TV from the weekend in the Division 1A um, league, and it was Madden against Cross McLeand. Tommy Madden were out of it at half time. Um, from from my view of it, they were five points down, not playing overly well. Cross McGlenn had pushed up right on their kickouts, and Madden were really struggling to win the ball in the middle of the field. And they turned it round. Dar McMullen and Connor Grimley were outstanding in the second half. And McMullen for didn't get he maybe got a point, but his work rate and his he just directed the traffic the whole way through the game, dictated the play. And Grimley landed some outrageous scores and they turned it around and won. And it was a, a huge win for Madden. Yeah, I think we both stay sort of and for Madden last week. We thought it was maybe, you know, it's just coming to the time where they're at their age now, you know, the profile's all right, everything's right for them. And you know, it's it's now's the time to push on. Uh, they've got a good strong panel after running the, the under the under 20s this year, and you know. Now, they have to, at some point, you have to start believing in yourselves. And I think, you know, hopefully for them, this will be the springboard, you know, for them to give them up their self-belief. But now, now we're up with here. We can, we can do this and we can push on. As you said, it was a couple of phenomenal performances within the modern team. See, uh, Conor Grimley scored, scored in the North Seven, like, and that's, that's, a, that's a great tally in, in any game, especially when you're going in and you're playing again the cross. And, you know, I, I would say that's Madden's first. I, I wouldn't have a statistic, but it's been a long, long time for Madden would it be across the in, in, in any competition. I think, you know, it's at senior level anyway. So for them to get that, you know, that there will give, they'll only make, you know, they'll go from strength to strength now, I would say, from this year. They'll not get carried away, but, but now they know that they can do it and they can start bringing that into their game. and you know, the sky's the limit for this modern scene. I've, I've seen them at their best and uh, I know how good they can be. And I, as I said, I keep saying it, you know, how difficult it was for us. We, we, we couldn't handle them at all in the league last year. And uh, If they can, they can bring that sort of form and bring it into the championship and build on it, and uh, they'll, they're, they're a good outfit now. There's no question of doubt. And I think Cross... Cross were missing a lot of players too, the likes of the, the county men, obviously, but even the likes of Stephen Morris, Keelan Dillon, you know, um, a few of their, their big names. But they do, they still carry that aura that it, it still means something no matter what cross team you've out. Like it was a huge win for Madden just to get beaten cross McLean. Okay, yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, you know, when cross McLean, they've earned that, you know, they've earned that respect over the years, such a great club. Like every time they go out, you know, 
anybody who's playing them, if you manage to beat them, it's a great, it's a great scalp for you. That's, that's just a roar that they bring with them. And all them lads that put on that short believe in themselves. And, uh, the, you know, the, and the club's a great club. They go out and play for, play for the short every, every single time. So, no, that's uh, the cross. Well, they're not by then, not by disillusioned about it. And I suppose the longer term, they're still planning and looking ahead. But you see, the election Stephen Marsh's name hasn't played. I don't think Stephen's played anything this year or not. I don't know why they, he's injured or what's happening. But certainly they'll, uh, they'll, they'll get from strength to strength. You know, when the county boys come back and be able to start building and, and working their way towards the championship, I'm sure that's where their goal will be as well. So, you know. It's a great win for for uh, for Madden and she said Cross. They go out, they go out and they play. They play to win every game that they can. But uh, I think now that you know they have now a couple of players coming back in. We'll, we'll probably be talking about that there shortly. And uh, they're not before they're not before we. Well, you, you touched on Tommy, and we'll have to bring it up. There's no point in talking about who they're missing. There was a big addition to the subs bench. He wasn't talked out. He didn't play, but Jamie Clark's back. He was back on the, the subs bench for Cross McLeand. He's back doing a bit of training with the team. And he hasn't played. I don't think he's played since, you know, we played for Armand 2020. So two years out of the game, it, it'll probably take him a wee while to get back. But what a huge addition for Cross McLeand. He'd probably get a few league games and that under his belt in the next few weeks. And we'll keep an eye on that. But, I mean, come championship, you're looking at a forward line that could possibly... Um, hold the two O'Neills, Kian McConnell and Jamie Clark. Yeah, uh, just, I was just when I heard about it at the weekend. I was, I was just saying to myself, "Thank God he, he didn't decide to come back last year." You know, it's a <laughs> what a, you know what he'll bring, and you know, and obviously he's been out of the game for two years. It's going to take him a while to get back in, and it'll be interesting to see what to what height he get. I don't think anybody will expect him to touch. Go to the same level as where he was six or seven years ago, but he'll certainly be a, you know a phenomenal for any club football, you know, for any any team with just broken arms having a, a man of his talent coming in, you know, he's so streetwise, you know, he'll know every move, he'll be able to bring boys into the game. He's not a more key forward. He can take scores and uh, he, he just he's class. He uses class and you know what a boost, what a boost for across McLeod to. Uh, to have him back, and uh, as I say, you know, if you're going to sit down and you're in the championship and you're marking out and you're plotting out where you're going to go and who's going to be picking up who, it gives you an awful lot of problems. You're going to have to get another good defender from somewhere to you know to pick to go man to man on Jamie. That's no, that's that's the way it is. Like, and he was he's some addition. Like, and you know, I you know of all I know how class he is, but you know, I remember the day I went up to Turles and I watched him and. He was surrounded by temporary players in the box, and he just had this the presence and the sense. And you know, we're all, we're all people that took the ball and maybe try to turn around or try to drive with three players, slap the ball and say, fun it into the net. It's not, no, I don't think it was an all, no, oh, no, forward in Ireland would have done it at the time, and that's what Jamie has. And uh, you know, when you're bringing that there, and that there, that craft will never be lost. Why he has the legs again or the pace or whatever it is, you know, that'll remain to the same. But certainly what he has upstairs and, and what, what way he's able to move the ball and his vision, that will not be impaired whatsoever at all. And uh, what an addition for Cross McLean. I think for, for the neutral, it's, it'll be class to see him back as long as 
you know, Bolly McNabb or Clan Iron don't make cross in the first round of the championship. <laughs> you don't want to be meeting them then. But um, for a neutral, we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on it and we'll be bringing um, updates hopefully over the next couple of weeks if he gets game time or what way um, he's shaping up. Um, elsewhere then, Tommy in Division 1A, Clan Iron had, a, had an impressive win away to the Harps. On, this yep. was on Saturday evening as well. Um, an impressive and an important win, I suppose, for, for Clan Iron. They were a point down at half time. And they were fit to turn it around then and win by two points. Yeah, look, we came up and as I said, spoke that. My, my head was, as I said, my head, my head was saying hearts, and, but you know, my heart was with the club and always will be. And I went for the club, and you know, we had eight men missing from the starting team in the championship last year. There was eight men missing, and plus Jack Collin, that he picked up an injury in the, during the week, so and he's been our best player this year, and he didn't play either. So, you know, we were sort of down. There was a lot of young lads we just threw in there. And you know what? They played the short off their backs. And, you know, and they were playing again a good, experienced uh, Harpside. You know, Joe McElroy was playing, uh, Dackie McKenna, Charlie Fern, Tom O'Kane, you know. And there was a lot of experience in them. Joe McElroy was superb, I thought, on the night. You know, I found it very difficult to get a hand on him. You know, his runs from, from deep right up, you know, he was able to, he was uh, he, he was able to penetrate our defence at all times and move it off and uh, hearts you know for looking at them they just on the night they lacked a marquee forward somebody who could take the scores but the chances were raised and they did they kicked a few they have to say kicked a few wides that you know they'll probably look look back on it and say to themselves you know we kicked ourselves out of that there but um, when they got to go you know things were looking bad sort of for for. Uh, for Clanner, and you know, they've moved themselves quite five in front of that their stage. But the young lads just stuck in for Clanner and just kept moving on at the ball. And, and Daggy, Daggy lead them and was making some great runs from uh, from defence. But uh, Sean McCarthy in particular was outstanding at centre half. Not only was he picking up Tom O'Kane, but he was also able to, to, to drive forward and, and, and like to play in with the forwards. And, we ended up, we got a great move down through the middle and the young Daddy Mall in his first year senior football was able to score the goal just before half time. And what brought that, that brought the game back to, to a point in it for the Hearts. Second half, they turned, they turned it around again. We're going, we sort of going point for point. And then the Hearts were two in front. And so we 15 it up. And to be honest, uh, the Hearts looked the more likely at that their stage. And uh, Daddy Mechanic got red carded uh, for an incident and uh, that there sort of changed the complexion of the game a bit. You know, Daddy was cutting out a lot of balls. He does at centre half, the player that he is. And, you know, he, he was, uh, at that time, was a loss. We were able to capitalise, the young lads were able to capitalise on God, they were great. And they pushed on. Uh, we got ourselves in front. Uh, we were a point in front. And it was, it was, uh, it was four minutes left on the clock. Because uh, it was just a fire. We admit then we missed the free. We're still a point in it. Hearts went up. Uh, they got a free kick. Ball went in. Uh, Hearts man went up, hit it, and then he hit it again. The ball went out. That ball was given for a 50. Uh, much to the annoyance of uh, the, the Clanner the, the Clanner crowd. And I think, to be honest, the bewilderment of some of the Hearts' ways of a serve. The umpire must have seen something that the rest was didn't. They got the fifth day, and uh, Dingle Daly came up and stroked it beautifully. 
just straight over the black spot. It was as straight as a 50 as you'd ever see. And they were so, we were sort of disappointed after all the hard work that the boys put in. I thought we were, that was that, you know, there was two minutes left. Hopefully we were going to hang on for the draw. I suppose we were a bit deflated, but look, them lads of ours just don't know when they're beaten and they just didn't accept it. And, you know, it was just like, you know, a reminiscence of last year where they just drove on and got the scores and got two, two great scores at the end and won the two points. Well, uh, you know, Sean McCarthy was a standard defence. Uh, Daggy Leatham, Owen McCaffrey, that's his first game back from injury. So that's a good way it was allowed that we brought him on in the championship last year. We named just, he was only out of minor last year. And this is the second year out. This is first game back after he picked up an injury in the Macquarie Cup. And, uh, or, and oh no, it was actually with Armagh in the 20s. And uh, he picked up an injury there. So that's his first game back. And he was tremendous for us in the middle of the field. We're through an awful lot of work for such a young lad. And uh, the two lads up front, even McConville and Rory McDonald, had great games, got some great scores. It's just great to see them coming into a bit of form. Just, you know, Aidan's been playing fairly well. Rory hadn't been doing a whole lot, but Rory showed his mantle there on Saturday night. And, you know, now we're seeing a bit of what really what Rory McDonald can do. And an all positive force was uh, Daniel McGee came on and played his first game. In four matches, they came on and played the last 10 minutes first and scored the last point. So, you know, things maybe hopefully making a turning point for us. But again, it's another win away from home. And, you know, as we said last, we just, we uh, don't know, you know, you, you try to build the thing in for home, you know, and make your, your, your home ground a fortress. But maybe just with such a young side, you just was here for letting them go out and enjoy themselves. and you know, let them build that up naturally rather than try and drive it home because, uh, you know, we're on the road there and there doesn't seem to be any pressure. People maybe not expecting them to do too much and they're playing really well. And, you know, that's six played, three at home, lost, three, three away from home. And, you know, on the way from home matches weren't easy. You know, you had Madden, uh, Madden, Graham Moore and uh, the Harps now. So, you know, three, that's three good wins and, I don't know the preview next week, but, but if we if you can get over the line next week, it'll be a, a, a will be a, a great one, and we'll put them in a good a good place going at the second half of the, of the year. Yeah, we're coming up to the the halfway point, Tommy, and um, I suppose that moves us into our next game, John Matty and and Graham Moore. John Matty won two fourteen to two nine, two late goals, um, yeah. secured this game for John Matty, and two big points for John Matty, um, but. I suppose for Graham Moore, we are getting to that halfway stage. They've played six games. They've drew one and lost the other five. It's just getting to the stage you're you're, you're getting desperate for points now. You're, you're going to have to start picking up points somewhere. It's going to be, you know, a long um, second half of the league. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I know I looked and saying that result and I said to myself, God, Graham Moore is going to, you know, it's going to be a real hard struggle the second half of the year for them there. You know, as, as I think we talked earlier on, you know, if you do get detached uh, from the crowd, you know, if you're falling four points, five points behind from the main group, it's always going to be an uphill battle. It means, you know, there's not a lot of room for error come the second half of the year. Um, I think, well, you know, reading the report and going bad, all well, the Graham Moore has been going rightly and two late goals from Hughes and McCardle. You know, I think McCardle's came last, last kick at the ball, just, to seal it off. So, you know, maybe there is been an improvement in Graham Moore and uh, 
maybe they have got a couple of the players back, but then I suppose Drummond Tee haven't been going so sweet themselves this year either. And you know, it was a match there with I suppose they had they had to win. Tee had to were at home and they had to win that one, or they, they could have been they could have been the first way around, it could have been themselves would have been looking and going at the wrong end of the table. But um, you know, the next couple of matches are pretty critical for 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 both them sides and in particular uh Green Moore and uh you know, it has. You have to say at this time, at this stage of the game, you're hitting the halfway mark, and you're, you're sitting to just one point. It's a long, it's a long way ahead yet, you know. And especially when you look, you know, three more, maybe have a few boys that send you to come back. But you know, the way things are going with the county, we don't know. Other teams could have their county man back uh, sooner rather than later. We hope, we hope later, but we, we, you don't, you don't know. But if you have them sooner, it's only them teams ahead of them are only going to get. Stronger squads, and uh, you know it doesn't. It doesn't look good for them. On the last game in Division One, I think Clevey beat Mahari one ten to not eight on Sunday. Um, yeah. So tell me, we'll move on Division One B then. Um, with Bally McNabb and Sarsfields was probably the pick of the games, but there were four really even even games. Um, Bally McNabb, I suppose from a Bally McNabb point of view, this was a huge two points to pick up. We were four points down at half time. We were shockingly bad in the first half. Um, I don't think any of the boys would mind me saying that. But turned it around well. We got a good goal in the second half. A good um, team goal. Jamie Gray bushed up the field and played through Paul Megan, who slotted it into the back of the net. So a big two points. Sourcefields are a great side, a really good side. Paul McGeown is as tough, a, a, um, as good a full forward as there is probably in that division and give, give our defence a really tough time. I think he got seven points in the end. So a, a good two points for Bally McNabb, and they remain unbeaten now after three games. Yeah, yeah, but I said you last week, I just I fancy just, just to win that one. Uh, Source fans are a good side, and there's some, you know, the, the McGeones, the, the McAlintons, you know, them boys are all, they're all good footballers, you know, and uh, you can take a score. Thomas McAlitton be up right out there from part two. He's quite capable of, of a lot of scores on his day too. So, you know, they're not that bad aside. And, you know, they can move the ball well. I, I don't know what way they've been playing recently. You may, you've seen them. I haven't got to see them this year. I don't know whether they got that wee more defensive or not. But they were always renowned around, around this part of the county and throughout the county for their fast flowing football and how quick they play the ball and I know how far we were and the way they run with we're always a delight to watch. You know, I remember playing again the invites years ago and you don't have to if they got a free kick, you don't have to taunt you back because it was gone. It was gone away and they were that quicker thinking and you know that a lot of their uncles and things so that's who it was all them lads are all playing there now and it's the same the same sort of mindset. So um they won that Division two yeah, last year, you know, and that wasn't an easy division to win either. And uh, you know, uh, uh, they're a good side, and they'll, you know, they will pick up a lot of points as they go along. There's no, no doubt about that there. And that, that was evident, just as you say that, Tommy. The um, the quick freeze was something that we were asleep on a couple of times. Paul McGowan, you assume <laughs> Paul McGowan, big left foot on him, he's going to shoot, but no, he plays a quick one two, and he's in closer to the goal and has an easier shot. That yeah. Um, that, that must be some source fields always do. That um, they always work on that. Something's been, that's been bred in them from they were seventy eight years of age. Whoever takes it over, that's the way they've been. That's they, they've always played that their way, and they're it's delightful to watch the time. And if you switch off, you can't. You have to keep your focus the whole game. 
when they're on it and they'll look for it and they'll just give that their, give that wee dinky ball and they'll go again they'll take it and find the opening and, and, and take the score and that's been going on there for years and as I say if you you take your eye off them for one minute they'll slip in and they'll you know they're, they're quite easy to get it if it goes on they'll go for the goal like that's that's the rest get a scent of it at all that's they'll sniff it out they'll go for it and uh you know, some as I said, they have some real good footballers, some real good. You know, they have good forwards that you can take scores. So, you know, I, I you know, there's no doubt about it. And May and end of it, I know they'll be up at the right end of the table. And you know, when we talk about you know who's going down and whatever that they, they're they're not being it. They're a senior team and a good senior team at that. And we'll turn our attentions then to the bottom of the table. Tell me, there was a big two points on offer here. Um, between Pierce Og and Kerr Kruppen. And Kruppen just edged it, the one by four points. Um, a, a, a good two points to pick up, a huge two points probably um, in the, the grand scheme of things, that um, beating the Ogs, and particularly for Kruppen away from home. And just a positive for the Ogs, Anto Duffy was back, Paul Duffy was back, and Anto got their goal. But um, yeah, a, a good two points for Kerr Kruppen away from home and gets them off the mark for the season. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a, a, you know coming off the back of the the Mullabon performance as well. They only gave the two points the previous week, and they're going in with really you know I think we said last week if they ever lost this match is going to be in big trouble, and you know we haven't changed my mind about that. There, this win will give Cat Cropping some sort of a foothold and a chance to say right this maybe for something to build on. Again, their next couple of matches will be critical for them. They'll have to build on that because if they don't, the gap's going to appear between between the teams again and you know you're going to have a bottom four uh, start to establish and the out of that three out of that four is going to go down and you know that these only the turning points going to be the next when we're getting this halfway it's going to be the next couple of games it's going to sort that out so the oaks like you know on fair play to Anto and, and Paul Duffy back again and you know uh, the service that they've given and you know, obviously we've seen the way Shorty and the way things have been going for them and they've come back and have given the boys. And, you know, it's, it's a marked improvement the where they've been. You know, they've just been beaten by the five points as something else. And, you know, obviously the two boys will have to get, you know, if they're going to spit, they're going to hang about hopefully for, for Shorty. They're going to need a few more games and a bit more training under the belt. And the longer they're there, the better, of course, the Pierce Oaks will get because they are... They're more key players. I've always have been. There's, they're, you know, Paul and all those, but you know, they're both of them's county class, and you know, that's you know, when they're there, the war, and they need the Oaks really, really need that there at the moment, and you know, hopefully they'll get that and get a few performances and get a couple of points on the board somewhere along the line. And then the other two games in one B, Clannagale beat Grange one fourteen to fourteen, and Molly Lennon got the the crucial goal in that game. And Silverbridge remain on top. They beat um, Collihanna on Sunday, not 15 to 110. Um, Tommy, we'll move on to Division 2A then. And I suppose the, the big result here was St. Peter's and White Cross. Um, not, not a surprise that St. Peter's won, but I suppose the margin was the, the big thing. 18 points is a, a huge victory for St. Peter's and White Cross, just not, just not motoring well at this stage. No, I did not. You know, seemed to be this last few weeks, it seemed to have been struggling there. And, you know, for the Peters to put up 219, where previously they've been only scoring, they've been scoring, you know, involved in the games, all the low scoring games. I mean, you know, the, the matches that they've won have been 9 8 and 8 7, and the draw last week was, I think it was 10 8 or something. There haven't been a big lot of scores. And they ended up coming out and put on 219 yesterday. 
that was a big change, you know. But you know, with Dolo, it was a change on the tactics of where the, of the Peters being more forward or, or White Cross, well, just where, where White Cross were at and who was there with White Cross. I don't know why I had injuries or what, but it was a big, 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 big win. And you know, I'd just say we we'll give the credit to to the Peters now. Craney scored a goal, and young Eugene Dorn got the other goal try uh, from half back. So that's a uh, you know, it's a it's it's a real good win, a real good morale busting win, and it puts the Peters back up there alongside Shane O'Neill's, and that's just where the Peters will want to be. You know, they they'll have to they want to keep pressing on because I'm sure they'll want to get back into senior football again next year. And we're as usual, we're recording on a Monday night, and there's always a game on a Monday night. It seems to be always St Paul's playing on a Monday night there, um, facing Tully Sauron at the minute. I'm hoping you have a bit of an update, Tommy, or yeah, on time result. Tully Sorens won the two points. You know, it seemed to be, I was getting the scores coming in, I was trying to select just see it, who was scoring, who was that, but uh, it seemed to be nip and tuck up and down the field and uh, Tully Soren has just, they had to score the last couple of points. So it, that's a good win for Tully Soren. That'll keep them. So you, you're talking Shane's to Peters and Tully Soren up the top. And then the Tones, I think, will come in next and then St. Paul's and uh, Alec Moore and then the... Uh, then White Cross, you know, but again, White Cross, you know, six matches is halfway. Mm. This one, you know, White Cross have rarely played five and they've only got one point. You know, you know, you have seven matches left. You're going to have to win at least four, five of them if you have any chance of staying in there. You know, it's it's a big, big ass this year at this year's stage. So it's, it is. It's it's just catching up on teams. I think it has just come around so quickly. I know myself. It has probably just come around so quickly that we're nearly halfway through the league, and I'm sure teams yeah. feel the same. That you're you're nearly rushing now. You have to pick up points somewhere. Yeah, and it's, it's unfortunate for two years. You know, two years. There's only with the with the the extra the extra team and 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 this and the and the one and the one B this year, and they they only got seven teams. You know, it's it really is cutthroat and. It's very unfortunate for, for White Cross, you know, and, uh, you know, we have to feel sorry for them, but the, the football can be cruel and that's the way we're going to go this year and, you know, two going down out of it and, as you say, like, there's only seven matches left. You know, you know, realistically, you're going to have to win. You're going to have to win five out of that seven. And that's going to be a big, big ask. A big, big ask for any team in that division, you know, and I'm just saying White Cross because it's so competitive and so tight, you know, and, Every week, like it's hard to call, you know, who's you know, there's not a whole lot in it, and on any given day, anybody can beat everybody. So it's not impossible for White Cross, but it's gonna be a massive, massive loss for them. Huge ups, uphill battle um for the next couple of weeks. Um the tones they won on um Sunday as well, they beat Ankmore won eleven to eight points. Keon Farrell got the, the all important goal there. Um it was a good win. A good win for the tones, Tommy. I thought that would have been okay. Actually, I thought Alec Moore might have just dead start after their confidence built and win against Shane O'Neill's. But it's a, it's, a, it's a fairly good comfortable win for the for the Tones area. Fair play in there. Like, you know, it was uh, the win by six points there. That's, you know, I'm sure Peter were well pleased and it puts him sitting there in the half, halfway mark and still within striking reach at the top of the table. And then Division 2B, um, I suppose Tier Nogue, we're going to talk about them, Tommy. They beat College Lawn 412 to 1 9. Just another eye catching performance from Tiernanogue. They they're going from strength to strength every week. We're, we're sort of talking about them. I'm not saying we're waiting for them to slip up, but 
the way they're playing, their scores they're putting up, they're they've started this um season like a house on fire. They've just it's they've started with a bang. Well, how they've only they've only lost they've lost the first game I think, and then after, after that, and that was the Colorado. Yeah. So you know, and that didn't even tell the whole story. As I said, that the man sent off that day. So things are, are they're looking up there, and they a good spread of sports too. See Paul Kiarvel. He must be. I think he's nearly eighty now, is he? <laughs> <laughs> he's he got a goal for them, and then the other lads, you know, young lads, like young Colin, uh, Connor McCormick, and Leo Montario, and it's good to see Leo, Leo back. Leo hadn't played for a year too, and he was in that Hogan Cup winning team with Sir Rowlands, uh, full forward, hell of a good player, and you know he had a bit of he had a few injury problems that lad. They can keep him fit and, and get going, you know. He, He's a hell of a full forward to have. So it's just it's brilliant to see Tierno you know, striving on and getting these results. And I said, you know, this year division may just be the catalyst for them to go and build on. You know, there's a couple of good teams in here yet. I suppose we'll touch on them as where we are. But, you know, they'll, just, they'll want to build build for this year, this year, have a crack at the championship and then see where they go on from that there. But from where they were going from last year, when things didn't look so good, They've went right. They've got these young players all back in. They're going. They're keen to play. They want to play for their club. And you know, as I said, you get the like of Leo and the boys like that. They're coming back in. It's just terrific for them. And hopefully, as I said, they'll continue and about something for us to watch over the next few weeks. It's just to see can they keep that they're going. But there's no reason why not to. You know, they're they're young and they're enthusiastic. And you know, if you can stay injury free, that'll be the, that'll be the key for them. You know, that, that they'll be able to. Hopefully they'll push on. And Katie, they they earned their second win in a row. They beat Clonmore, and um, as far as I know, Tommy, Katie are missing up to maybe ten. <clears throat> sorry, ten starters. Um, so that's that's a big win for them. I know Clonmore certainly aren't um at full strength either. They're missing a lot of men. So this this is just the case, I suppose, with with every team, with every game. Um, it's yeah. whoever can you know. <clears throat> Whoever can win these games when the teams are down, man, it's it's big two points to pick up. Oh, this year it is. Kitty's always a hard place to go to, to win anyway. Mm. You know, you never do get it easy there. But you know, when you look at all these teams and you look at all the injuries that everybody has, you have to wonder and question: Are they are they doing too much training? What is going on? Are they putting too much demand on the lads' bodies, or what? What way? You know, somewhere along the line, we'll have to look at it all because. The, the amount of injuries that's going through all the clubs is, is shocking, you know. And then sometimes I used to, say, I used to scratch my head and say, See, Tom, he's injured again. Is he injured or is he sore? Mm-hmm. You know, because in the back in our day, if you were sore, you played. If you were injured, you didn't play. You know, and if I was to play, and I'm sure there's a whole lot of boys around my age would have said the same thing. If, we were so, if I were to play in the matches that we were sore in, we wouldn't have played in half the games. You know what I mean? That's. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. So I don't know. That's a maybe combination of both, but it's an awful lot of injuries today. And I just I wonder is it demands that's put on them in training and stuff, or are they getting enough rest in between in, in between games or and in between training sessions? I, I, I don't know. But again, you know, boys are down. That's so many, so many players through injury. You know, you know, we always want to, you always want to smaller two down, but you're ten down like as we say we. We have, a, we have a load of injuries ourselves on our own club. Like I'm not, I'm not passing on anybody else's club. It's that's that's the way it is. I think in general in football, you know, and it's something I think we need to uh, that we need to look at. It certainly it seems to be the case 
um, any team I'm I'm talking to anybody from any team I'm talking to the amount of men missing through injuries and whatever else it's it's just it's been the story of the league so far I suppose it is surely yeah and I you know maybe it is maybe I'm maybe I'm totally way off the mark I don't know but I look at it you know I was you know I think I think recovery sessions are something very very uh, it's important you know there's a, there's a lot of things that you know we we, we did do we done a lot of that there. Uh, to make sure everybody's have recovered before we went back into the 10-hour session again because it can, I just think if you're constantly telling people, it's going to take wear and tear on their body, you know, and uh, God, have to, 10 people out there, it's massive, you know, and they look at the look of our, our, our own club, they went to Christmas last year and then a couple of weeks later and then you're starting getting into pre-season again and boys didn't get much of a rest either and bodies are brown, supposed to be um, young bodies too and still developing and it's uh, you know, it's tough on them, but hopefully they're coming, they're coming out of the side now and, you know, we're getting more used to it and better weather coming in. Hopefully we'll be able to curtail them injuries and, and push on. I think what usually happens, Tommy, the good wire comes in and the championship starts and then the injuries clear up, not the <laughs> usually the tail. <laughs> it's funny, when you're sore and the championship match is coming up, you're all right. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually uh, how it works out. Going up the a wet what cross McLean on, on a Sunday afternoon's not that appealing. Shirts not in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the other two um, results then in Division Two B, Forkill and Cross McLean played and Cross McLean won um, by one point sixteen fifteen. And Blake they kept their winning streak going. They won two thirteen to not seven against yeah. Ballyhagan. Um, yeah. Well, I was two near points, I think, from Cross McLean, got them over the line. I was, I was uh, a, a tight affair, and the lake's going well. The lake's, that's four out of four for them, too. You're right up there with Colin Hill, so uh, they're, they're, they're sailing along nicely. And, and to come up out of that, out of junior, and hold their own, no problem in that their division. So it's great work been done there. The interest in there, hopefully, to see them, Blake, maybe Taylor Oak and and Colville uh, and the lake coming up soon, and we'll see what way, see what way that goes. And then in the junior division, um, Tommy Division Three, we built this up as going to be one of the games of the week, and it turned out to be anything but. It was our Ogan Darius. Um, Darius yeah. won two eleven to two points. Our yeah. Og, I'm I'm not sure. Maybe you can fill me in on what happened with with our Og. Didn't score in the first half. Only got two points uh, in the second half. At home, yeah. um, they hadn't been beaten. They'd won five out of five. Dianus, obviously one of the promotion pushers as well, along with Arrow and a couple of other teams. But a, a hugely impressive performance, I suppose, from Dianus. And Arrow will be hugely disappointed. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the games that I would have went to, but I was away all day yesterday and I couldn't, I couldn't go to it. But um, I, I actually I fancied Arrow to win it. But as I, I was, as I did, I think I said at the time, I wouldn't be surprised if Dianus. I won that game, but I have to say I was just, uh, I was shocked when I seen the scoreline. Uh, full credit to Gary Noose, you know they've come up, they've knocked in two eleven to not two, you know they just totally and utterly suffocated. Euro and went on and, and they've went about their business and executed very very good. And, uh, Paul Doyle will be a very happy man there last night. Uh, as for Euro, you know, I don't know. Some days you just. It just doesn't happen for you. And, uh, you know, you're playing at home and 
you know, the expectation there that could be sitting on the shoulders of a lot of young players there as well. And, you know, building them up, we're going to do this this year. And we're, this is our big one today. And they just weren't ready for it there yesterday. And maybe a lot of them froze. And, you know, in the first half, and they never, got, they never even got a score, never even raised the right flag. And just the occasion just made up that them, you know. And people have to remember that too. When you're, when you're blooding young lads in, you know, they're going to have off days. And, you know, sometimes you're just better off being a wee bit, maybe a bit more relaxed going in into your games and, and uh, uh, you know, not building up to be what it is and just let, let the lads go and play their football and, and enjoy their football and, and see what the result is. And, you know, maybe, you know, uh, hopefully, look, there's nothing wrong with getting beaten as long as you learn what went wrong and, and you go to work on it this week and you park it, you push, just park it the bad day at the office and see where you went wrong, push it on because you don't become a bad team overnight and, you know, they've had good wins. It's not that they've been beating the also runs in the league. You know, they've been beating teams that's up to the right end. They've, you know, they beat St. Michael's as well. There's an odd team scoring very, very well at the moment. And, yeah, it's just probably, you know, as, been, as we said, we've built it up as a top of the league class and maybe the young lads have got wind of it all. And it's been a big occasion for them. And they're just on the day, they're frozen. They just didn't perform. And they say, the park it learn from it and, uh, and move on and I'm sure they will I'm sure they'll pick themselves up and, and get going again and you mentioned St Michael's there they, they've been they've been doing really good they had two tough games to start with the Drew with Darren Oosh the first day or who beat them the second but they've went in a four game winning streak now they beat Portmore there um, on Sunday 3-9 to 11 points again away from home so they, they're in good form at the minute yeah um on Portmore is a, is a tight wee pitch to go to, and it's hard to get a result. And on Portmore, it's not easy. You know, and they had uh, scored three goals there yesterday, and three different goal scorers as well. Uh, Adrian Davison, Brian, Brian Kehardy, and, and Dark Kiar. So, you know, they've got a good mix of scores, and obviously they're playing a good brand of football. And as I say, like, you know, I've been at Portmore a few times myself, and I know it's not, it's not easy to get a result in it. So, you know, fair play to St. Michael's, they've got, as you say, they've got the two big ones out of, you know, the, the, the other two that played them already, so they've got to run a match this year and get themselves, you know, get themselves in a real good position to strike and, you know, when the second half of the league comes round again. So, uh, yeah, they're they're going along nicely. They'll be very, very happy with what they have. And Tommy, we, we sometimes look for a performance of the week or a big scorer of the week. We've won this week from the someone, and um, they beat Cleve one seventeen to one eleven. I think the score was Stephen Matthews scored one twelve for them. Um, I think he got one five from play. So one one twelve on any day is huge scoring for a forward, and I'm sure Stephen Matthews is delighted with that himself. But what a scoring tally to bring in one game! I don't, you know, I don't think I ever scored one twelve in the whole career. Many <laughs> odd years. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. You know, and uh, fair play to Stephen, you know, away from home and, you know, to kick 112 individually, you know, is a superb performance. You know, and, you know, with players like that, you know, sometimes they don't get the, the because they're playing in the lower leagues, people don't see as much of them as probably they should do. And, you know, these lads would probably stand and shine and, and, and alley at the times, you know, but. Get, get their place, they get their place in the top teams in one head, no problem at all. It's one twelve, some shooting for for at, at any level of football, phenomenal. And you know, the someone's going along there, ready to, they're sitting there in the table, and 
you know, we're interested is just to see what way that they continue on. We'll sort of we'll have to keep our eye for Stephen see if he any more big scores like that there. Maybe he would come under the, the county radar. Like years ago, you know, you, you had, you, well, I suppose, uh, even years ago, so recent years, you had uh, Jamar and uh, uh, Jamar and Stephen and Paddy Bourne's all who were playing junior football were all over the county. You know, when they look back at the day, one of the great players that, that the county had was was Joey Donnelly. And Joey Donnelly, that's where he played, he played his football at junior level back back in the day. and was a phenomenal footballer. So these lads, you know, there's no reason why they can't be looked at and uh, you know, brought into the senior squad if they're, you know, as they keep performing like that there. We'll keep an eye on, on Stephen. See, can he back it up uh, next week? Now is the big yeah. challenge, I suppose, for him. Um, and the, the rest of the, the Division 3 results then, Middletown beat Mullerbrack 2-11 to not seven on Thomas Davis. They beat Claudie by 10 points, 115 to 1-5. Tommy, thanks very much for, for coming on and giving us all your thoughts on the, the games from the weekend. As always, we'll be back hopefully on Thursday with a preview show and we'll look ahead to the rest of the club games um, coming up this weekend. So, Tommy, best luck. Thanks for, for coming on and giving us your thoughts. No problem, Sean. Anything. Thank you. by our man Carlino Hanlon, the right person in the right field. Our man for the equalizer, this is Kira Donnelly for point number 10. It's up to Kira Medini, the cup goes to Donnelly.